You're listening to The Plan Podcast, episode number 18. This episode feels so meta because I am podcasting about podcasting, but this has been one of the most frequently requested episodes. And today I'm going to lay out a simple five-step plan for starting a podcast. Thanks for tuning in to The Plan Podcast. We don't know everything, but we're putting together a plan to figure it out, one topic, an episode at a time. If your goal is to live better, do better, or be better, then this is the podcast for you. So grab your favorite pen, folks, and let's make some plans with your host, Danny Bruflot from Time is Honey. All right, Danny, let's get planning. I'm going to start this off with a confession. So when I started the Plan Podcast, it was actually kind of for a selfish reason. Well, okay, not selfish, but my goal wasn't necessarily to entertain people. It was to learn how to podcast. It was literally just about learning a new skill that would be valuable to me in my business. So when you're a freelancer and you're working in the world of social media, it means that you kind of have to become a constant learner and be very self-taught. I'm always learning new stuff. And you're kind of at the mercy of Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and them deciding to roll out a new update. So you never know when you're going to be spending your day learning Instagram's new algorithm or Facebook's new ad interface. Um, But you're also maybe learning an entirely new trade like graphic design, photography, photo editing, video production, video editing, or maybe podcasting. (laughs) One of my clients, she actually has a really successful podcast. She just started her fourth season. And one thing that has always been true about my work is that I'm very hands-on and I learn through doing. And so I knew that I'd be better at continuing to help her to promote her show if I had a show of my own. So initially, my goal was just to have a better understanding of what really went into podcasting, how things kind of worked on the back end. And I really had no idea what I was getting myself into. And I don't think I expected that people would listen or that I would get such wonderful feedback about the show. And I had no idea how long I would do it for. But those things have been very pleasant surprises, I guess, out of the whole thing. But my point here is that I didn't necessarily care if people listened because I was, like I said, selfishly kind of making the show for me in order to learn how to do it. And I think that that's okay because at the end of the day, I knew if I invested this time and energy into creating a podcast, the worst case scenario would be that I came out of it with you know, a new skill with having learned something. And that would be valuable to me in my business and valuable to my clients. So I knew I wouldn't be wasting my time. And I think that is just something to keep in mind if you are on the fence about podcasting, if it's something you've been kind of considering. You know, I might not get a million downloads per month and I might not be making paychecks from the show, but I'm learning something through creating it. And what's even cooler is that a few of you are learning things too. And I really appreciate when you tell me (laughs) that you're getting stuff out of the show. So keep that in mind. Don't go into podcasting because you want to be a millionaire or you want to be famous, do it because of what you want to get out of it personally and what you want other people to get out of it. And with that, let's talk about podcasting. So obviously, you have to select a topic and a name and do some branding and set up an Instagram account and all that. And that's just like a show all on its own, you know? And so I'm going to skip that. And instead, I'm just going to go into kind of the technical stuff. Like what are the things you actually need to like set up and do and like learn before you can really have a podcast? 
Hey, it's me. And before we dive into this episode, I wanted to quickly interject with a little update. This episode is going live tomorrow, and I recorded it last week before we headed off to Morocco. We're back home now, and yesterday I listened to a Vergecast episode. That's a tech podcast that's put out by The Verge. And the episode was about this new podcasting platform called Anchor. Now, Anchor started as an app that would allow anyone to quickly create audio content using their smartphone. But they've kind of evolved over the last couple of years into a really cool podcasting platform that combines a lot of the necessary services for podcasting into one slick service. It's basically exactly what I've been dreaming of for podcasting because I've found it really frustrating that so much of it is manual and really labor intensive. And as you'll hear in this episode, you need a lot of various services in order to record, host, and distribute a podcast. So there's good news and bad news here. The good news is that this is kind of Anchor's mission. And in the near future, I really think that they will be a great resource for all-inclusive podcasting. Something that I think is super exciting about Anchor is that they also integrate sponsorships. So it makes it super simple to monetize your show, which is important to people. But, and this is kind of a big but, Given their roots as a mobile app, they are not yet supporting the ability to record guest interviews on the desktop version. And that's kind of a roadblock for me. So basically, you can record solo shows on the app or the desktop version, but you can't do shows with guests on the computer, which for me, that's an issue because the sound quality is important for me. And I rely on an external microphone to get good sound. And I can only use that with my computer. I can't use it with my phone. Um, And that's the case with most high quality podcasting microphones. So for some people, this is actually going to be a pro, Um, especially if you're just starting out, you might not care about it. You might not want to spend money on a microphone. So you might be thrilled by the idea of only being able to do interviews and solo episodes using your smartphone. It definitely simplifies the entire thing. But Like I said, it isn't a little roadblock for me. Um, Anchor is in the process of adding the ability for multiple guests into the desktop version. It sounds like it's just kind of a matter of time. And once that part is complete, I expect to use Anchor to replace a few of the services that I discuss in today's episode, um, namely Zencaster and Libsyn. And Zencaster is the service I use for recording my episodes, and Libsyn is the service I use for hosting and distribution. So I think down the road, I'll be able to replace those two services with Anchor, which I'm excited about. So anyway, right now, as I speak, I'm in the process of migrating my show over to Anchor. However, my process for podcasting is going to remain the same for the foreseeable future, as I describe and kind of walk you through in this episode, at least until they roll out those new interview features. So without further ado, we'll dive into today's episode about how to start a podcast. I just wanted to take a moment to tell you about Anchor, since I think it's really exciting and something that will definitely um, kind of change the podcasting game, simplifying it for all of us. And it's something that I'm going to be keeping an eye on and kind of experimenting with as I continue on with my show. So going from recording your first episode to having someone listen to it on Spotify, what's got to happen? So step one is you need to get a microphone and choose where to record. I have a Blue Yeti microphone, and this is probably the most popular microphone for podcasting. It's the one you always see in people's pictures and always see the big podcasters talking about. The thing is, they cost a couple hundred dollars. And to be honest, I'm not sure it's really entirely necessary. I have this 
little $12 clip-on microphone that I got on Amazon. And I've actually recorded a couple of the episodes just using that. To be honest, I don't think you can tell which ones they are. I think it's sufficient. So I'll link to both of these podcasts, the $200 one, or sorry, both of these microphones, the $200 one and the $12 one in the show notes. I really think that it's okay to start off with a cheap one, record a couple episodes while you're getting comfortable. Um, For me, I know when I started the podcast, I was really like learning in real time. So if you don't expect that your first couple episodes are going to be like chart toppers, maybe just start with the cheaper, more affordable microphone. That's not a huge investment. And then upgrade later if your show is doing well and once you feel more comfortable. The other part of this tip is figuring out where to record. So you kind of need to find a room that handles acoustics um, well. And that's probably more important to your overall sound quality than the microphone you're using, to be honest. So put a little bit more time and thought into where you're going to record. This was really a challenge for me because we live in a very old building. It was built in the 1700s. It has wooden floors and really high ceilings. And if you've ever seen pictures of it, then you know that we don't have very much stuff. So it's also fairly empty, which like, you know, we just don't have rugs. We don't have a lot of furniture. It means that sound really bounces around in here. And you hear stories, you know, about podcasters recording in weird places like closets and cars. And that's because those are actually really great places to record. On a funny side note, and I feel like I'm going to regret saying this because it's just so awkward and embarrassing. But I actually recorded episode number seven inside of our camping tent. And like, no, we weren't camping somewhere. It was literally set up in the middle of our living room. And I had it like filled with blankets and pillows. I don't know. It seemed like a good idea at the time. I was like really fed up with like trying to get the sound quality perfect. But actually, it did not improve the audio that much. It turns out that tent fabric is actually kind of, I don't know, it bounces sound more than it absorbs it which I really don't, I still don't get how that works, but I don't know. It bounced the sound awfully. So I just kind of feel like the visual of Walter and I crammed inside of a tent in like a blanket fort in our apartment will keep you entertained. So I thought I would share. But anyways, the point here is that you want a small space where sound won't bounce around. So for me, I usually record in our bedroom, sitting on our bed with the door shut. Um, Our bed takes up most of the room, so it helps absorb the sound. And although the sound isn't always perfect, it's the best spot for me. And it's comfortable and Walter can snuggle up to me while I record. So invest some time into doing little test recordings and determine where the best spot for you to record is. It might kind of surprise you. The other option, if you feel like your home has no options, is to look into local co-working spaces. I know a lot of these offer booths and sound room rentals by the hour. So it's an additional cost and one that I would definitely avoid when just starting out. But it is an option to you if you feel like you can't record at home. Second thing is using a recording service. So this is totally optional because you can just record audio using your computer or your phone on like, you know, the audio recording or memo apps. But a recording service helps you optimize your audio. It often provides like some post-production optimization. The service I use puts it right into the cloud for me so that then I can access it. It can help you organize, share, and back up all of your episodes. And most importantly, they help make it easy to do guest interviews. So the service that I use is called Zencaster. And this one comes really highly recommended by a lot of bloggers. Um, Jenna Kutcher has a great episode about podcasting. And I think that is where I first learned about Zencaster. It's not like a perfect service. There are so many features that I wish they'd add. But so far, it's the best one that I've found. Their interface is really simple. It's really pretty. And it's easy to learn. So 
it's a good place to start. And it, the best part about it is that you can easily invite guests to your show by just emailing them a link and they just click on it and it takes them right to the recording dashboard and they can talk to you. So getting a recording service, which like I said, is optional. The third thing you need to do is get a hosting service. And this one is a bit less optional if you want people to be able to listen to your show on services like Spotify and iTunes. So your hosting service is going to be where you upload your final audio file. So once you've recorded it and done any editing you want and added your music or whatever, you just pop it into this one service and then they basically take care of hosting it online and then distributing it (laughs) across services like iTunes and Spotify. So they kind of take care of everything for you, kind of a one-stop shop. The service that I use is called Lipsyn. SoundCloud is another one that's popular. Um, Lipson stands for liberated syndication. And I think it's like the oldest podcasting and broadcasting service out there or something. And a ton of like big popular shows that you probably listen to are hosted on Lipson. So I knew it was reliable and I knew a lot of great people that use it. So that was why I went with it. But there's different options out there with different price points. So you can kind of research that. Number four is learn how to edit your recordings. You can outsource editing. There are tons of services out there that do it. Sometimes it's for really cheap. Um, But again, that just adds to your overall cost and the overhead you're putting into producing the show. And so for me, it was important to have the show be like a zero overhead thing. Um, I didn't want it to cost me money to make it aside from my time. And so I wanted to learn how to do all the editing myself. Again, this is like a skill that I now have. And so I can offer this to my clients as far as being able to edit and do the post-production on podcasts. And so I think it's worth learning, especially if you work in the creative industry. The editing service that I use is called Audacity. It's a free program. You can just download it online onto your computer. It's pretty easy to understand. It's a little technical, but for the most part, there's a lot of free help on YouTube. Everything I've needed to do on there, I've just Googled and found a YouTube tutorial. And basically, I just use this to clean up my recording and edit out any like big mistakes or chunks of silence. And then I just insert my intro music and outro music. Like I said, this is optional, but just some basic editing, I think, can really take the quality of your show up and improve the listening experience. So kind of just teaching yourself those basics. So then number five is learning how to create the content and promote your show. So once you've found the perfect like comfy spot in your house to record, you have your microphone, you've talked for 30 minutes using Zencaster, you've used Audacity to edit your episode, and then you've uploaded it to Libsyn to send it out into the internet, you know, then what? How do you actually get people to listen to it? Well, One, you can rely on people somehow finding you through searching on iTunes or stumbling across your show somehow, but more than likely, you're going to need to promote it. And I recommend running a podcast um, similar to the way you'd run any small business. And I really love Instagram for promoting my podcast. I started a separate account for the Plan Podcast. And even though I'm only 18 episodes in, it already has over 600 followers. So I'm not going to go into lengthy detail about the best ways to promote your podcast and what your strategy should be. But what I will say is that my online course, Content Creation for Small Business, basically teaches you everything you need to know about promoting a show. The course will show you exactly how to create all the graphics that you need, everything from taking, you know, branded photos for each episode to how I create the little sound wave graphics that are in the previews for each show. I kind of walk you through all of that and then how to promote it. So I know that for most people, podcasting is kind of a side project. So being able to just kind of streamline the social media stuff is really helpful. Um, The course will show you how I have templates set up where I just drag and drop an image and it creates my podcast images for 
Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram story, and my blog post all in like four seconds. Um, So if that sounds helpful, check it out. I also have a whole bunch of free trainings on my website um, that are no obligation. You can just go and watch. So if you're working to create an Instagram account for your podcast or anything else, check out the free stuff on my website. So, okay. I think that pretty much like sums up the technical things you need to know before you launch your podcast. One, get a microphone and choose where you're going to record. Two, use a recording service. Three, set up a hosting service. Four, learn how to edit your recordings. And five, learn how to create the content and promote your show. Links to all of the services that I talked about in this part of the show and all of the resources mentioned are in the show notes over at planpodcast.com. So click over there if you know you can't figure out how to find Zencaster because it is spelled weird. So it's all in the show notes. So I asked people what their questions about podcasting were and had a couple of fun questions come in that I thought I would just kind of end the show with. They're short and sweet. So somebody asked, what has been the best advice someone else has given you about podcasting? And I couldn't narrow it down to just one. I feel like I got three pieces of advice from people along the way. They're all just really great in their own way. So the first tip I got was to smile when you're talking. And I think it's super interesting how much you can hear a smile in somebody's voice. When you are recording by yourself and you're just kind of talking into a microphone, (laughs) I think you can naturally fall into a boring and kind of monotone delivery if you're not careful and paying attention. So this tip was really great. And I think remembering to smile while I'm recording helps my enthusiasm and excitement for the topic kind of come through in my voice a little bit. The second tip, which is kind of along the same lines, was to imagine that you're sitting down and talking to just one person rather than a group of people. And I think that this helps keep your tone kind of casual and conversational when you're talking, but it also is helpful to keep in mind when you're writing or outlining the episode, not to like get too carried away trying to kind of satisfy the masses, but just think of your ideal customer or your ideal listener and write the episode for them. And then the third tip I got, which was literally life-changing for me, and it was actually my husband that told me this. (laughs) He was like, you know, you can just edit out all the silence with like one button, right? And I was like, what? (laughs) So yeah, in Audacity at least, and I'm sure in pretty much every editing program, you can basically like just sample the silence and then auto remove it from the entire episode. And so for me, that was like really nice to know because instead of like feeling like you have to sit down and talk for 30 minutes with no breaks and just rattle off all of this information, if you just, if you get overwhelmed or you need to get a drink of water, take a deep breath, blow your nose, give yourself a minute to think, whatever. If you just kind of step away from the microphone and are silent, it's like no effort for you to come in and edit that out at the end. You just run it through this little auto removal thing and it makes it sound like there were no breaks. There's no silence. You answered all the questions really quickly. And for me, this was just like eye-opening to realize that these podcasters aren't so fast and witty. They're just like taking their time and breaks, but they're auto editing the whole thing great tip. Anyway, then somebody else asked me what the weirdest thing I do um, when I'm podcasting is. And aside from sitting in a flipping tent, (laughs) which I think we can all agree is like hilarious. um, Another thing I realized that I do that I didn't really realize was weird until I thought about it was that whenever I'm going to record an episode, I brush my teeth. Yeah, I don't know. It's like I think that you can smell my breath through the microphone. I don't know. But anyway, I just want you to know that I'm recording 
every episode with like fresh breath and freshly flossed teeth and I'm good to go. So, okay, there you have it. I think if we're going to end the show with a single piece of advice, it would be, you know, just do it. If you feel like podcasting seems fun and it's something you've been thinking about, my advice would be like, dive in, jump in, give it a try. The worst case scenario is that you end up learning how to podcast, right? And that's a valuable skill today. So, I hope that the tutorial and the tips were helpful and will inspire you to get started if it's something you're thinking about. So you can find more information and links to all of these resources in the show notes over at plannedpodcast.com. And I will see you again next week for a guest interview. Bye. Thank you for tuning in and making some plans with us today. You can find the show notes for all episodes over at planpodcast.com. If you enjoyed today's show, be sure to tell someone about it by sharing this episode with them and taking a moment to rate us and review us in the App Store. Don't forget, we've got plans next week, and we will see you then.